Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Connor. We recently uh, celebrated, that's probably the wrong word. We recently, we recently passed through the uh, 77th anniversary of the bombing at Hiroshima, Nagasaki. I wanted to take a minute and talk about this because this is part of American history that I think some people get wrong. Um, and I think it's worth us talking about. And so what happened in the wake of World War II, right? America's fighting the Nazis over in, in Europe. And then we got Japan attacking us, you know, at Pearl Harbor. Um, and Japan was this empire, had an emperor who everyone believed was basically like God. All the Japanese believed this. And they were doing their kamikaze planes, right? So they would just fly planes directly into American ships. And, um, and there was no desire by the Japanese to surrender. That was just not in their language. Uh, you know, the soldiers would just prefer to die. So there was no negotiating. There was no peace. It was just conquer or death kind of thing. And towards the tail end of the war, right, America's fighting this war on kind of two fronts. And, and there was a decision made um, by the United States government to drop these nuclear bombs, these atom bombs uh, that were being newly kind of developed and experimented with onto uh, two Japanese cities. And the intent of uh, these bombs were to uh, basically crush the Japanese uh, into defeat, to pressure uh, them into uh, surrender. Now, uh, the, the United States military did in advance of the bombings drop leaflets, right, and said, Hey, we're going to be doing this thing. Call on your emperor to, you know, negotiate, surrender, whatever. They, you know, flee the city. So there was kind of advance warning of a sort given, at least to some people. Not everyone necessarily uh, got these leaflets or knew about it. Uh, but this notice was given, the order was made, and these bombs were dropped. And a lot of people praise that act because they see it as um, kind of a forceful pressure on the Japanese government to to abdicate, to stop fighting, to surrender. And so President Harry S. Uh, Truman, the United States president at the time, he's the one who ordered uh, these two cities. Now, of course, these cities, even though the, the targets of these bombs were you know, these military installations and so forth, these were massive bombs. These weren't like these little precision bombs to just blow up a building that had a, you know, some weapons in it or something. These were like massive. I mean, you, you know, you'd see photos online, right? This big the mushroom, did they call them the yeah. mushroom clouds. Yeah. Yeah. These big mushrooms. And they have that name because they, they're massive, these big plumes of smoke that go super high and then spread out. They kind of look like a mushroom top, but they're massive. I mean, just like, Massive, massive. They had to retrofit this bombers. In fact, my grandfather was on a team that retrofitted uh, one of the planes. What, is ret- that what does that mean? Retrofitted means uh, kind of changed. They had a plane that they had to like tear out some parts and they had to put some new parts in and, and basically open the belly of the plane up so that it could lift oh. and carry this pl- this uh, bomb. Okay. And so my granddad was involved in that and um, and so off these planes went, they're carrying these bombs. And, and so these cities filled with hundreds of thousands of civilians, which means, you know, just normal people who aren't in the military and so forth. Um, they, 
uh, they dropped these bombs and around 200,000 men, women, and children were just immediately killed. I mean, just immediately, right? Like wiped out these civilians. They're not in the military. Usually war is between soldiers, right? And, um, you know, we see it as war crimes typically when other militaries or governments will kill, you know, innocent civilians. And, and so here a bunch of civilians died and either, you know, immediately killed or slowly through like radiation poisoning. Yeah. So these nuclear bombs have this, uh, it was, it made the, the air and the land radioactive, which means it like bakes your skin. It cooks your For skin. For years too, I think, right? It's not just like For a long time. Days. Yeah. It gets to the animals, it gets in the plants, it's, it's in, in the everything and, and the water. And so, you know, if someone else, if another nation did this, we would consider it a war crime to kill all these innocent people. And yet we don't say that about ourselves. Right. And so I, I think that's disingenuous. And that word means that it's um, insincere, that it's wrong to apply one standard to other countries that we don't apply to ourselves. So, Brittany, I want to do a little thought experiment. This is obviously is a very serious topic. And um, and, and so as I think about this event, I, I wonder about, you know, a couple examples. So would, would as many Americans cheer about this, uh, this bombing of these cities if, uh, or this many, you know, Japanese dying? What, what if instead of bombing, what if the military had kind of rounded up these 200,000 people in these cities and put them in gas chambers, which is what the Nazis did to the Jews? We, we, we decry it. We say that's awful, killing all, intentionally killing all these innocent people, right? Well, what if, what if you know, in, uh, instead of bombs, we did gas chambers? Does that make it any better? Or, or if we think it's worse, then why do we think the bombs are okay? Or, you know, if Germany had dropped atomic bombs on uh, cities instead of our government doing the the bomb dropping, would the people responsible not have been charged as war criminals and, and, you know, sentenced to death. So again, that double standard where wouldn't we think to call other people war criminals that just targeted and, and killed all these civilians. But since we did it, it's okay. Now people will, will, and I want to throw it to you for your comments on this, Brittany, the final point that I'll pause here with is that I think a lot of people justify uh, the bombing of, um, of, of these cities because of uh, this this concept known as the ends justify the means. Mm -hmm. the, the ends meaning the goal and the means meaning the method. So they have a certain goal in mind and because they want that goal, they are willing to accept whatever method it takes to get that goal. But that's wrong because to get a good goal, you have to have a good method. You can't do evil things to accomplish good and then say, oh, it's okay, because we were trying to do a good thing. Yeah, we did all this evil stuff along the way, but what we really were trying for this good outcome. That's not how it works. You can't, you can't have you know, good fruit from a corrupt tree, and so we need to have good methods as well. And I feel like, first of all, I feel like the history is wrong. Uh, the Japanese were already you know, willing to discuss surrender as long as the emperor could stay in his position of power and kind of save face but the federal government, the U.S. government didn't want that. They wanted him to step down. They weren't willing to accept, right? And so some people were like, oh, but they were unwilling to, to have any discussions or negotiate. But at the very end of it, they had been pressured so much that there were those communications happening. Um, it's just that the government rejected them and decided to move forward with, with the bombing. And so I, I think it's wrong to say that it was necessary because I don't believe that's, that's historically accurate at all. 
And I think it's wrong to say that it's okay because it got Japanese to surrender. And had had we not killed them there, they would have come to America and kept killing people here. And I really think that's completely wrong for a lot of reasons historically as well. So Brittany, tell me your thoughts on this. Yeah, I have a few thoughts. So I think definitely like I'm trying to think if I was just at a an American during that time, you know, living living in the 1940s and being like, okay, well, they bombed us, so this is what we need to do. We need to bomb them. And I think it's really easy to be sitting here not realizing that they're killing kids and and civilians, right? These people didn't do anything. So I think it's easy to just uh, almost dehumanize. And it's funny because we get mad at what happened at the Holocaust, just justifiably so, because there was the dehumanizing aspect, right? It was, oh, these people don't matter. It's us versus them. And these people are, are below us. They don't matter. But that's kind of what we do if we believe that killing civilians of another place doesn't matter because they belong to, they just happen to live in the same place where a government did something bad to us. Because, you know, look at you and I, Connor, we're very critical of the government. So if our government goes over and, and bombs somebody, we don't represent that, right? It's, they, they, nobody over there could be like, okay, well, let's, let's, well, actually, they might say this, but, you know, let's go bomb them because the whole country must have been on board if their government did it. And this actually gets to the point of blowback, which we've talked about a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So if, we got mad, again, again, justifiably so, for Pearl Harbor. Now, Pearl Harbor was interesting, though, because Pearl Harbor, still innocent people died. It was horrible. But they targeted what was actually a military area. Um, so that, that was strategic on Japan's part. Again, still killed innocent people. So that is not good. But we didn't even target like a military base when we went to Hiroshima. There, That was not even like a military area. Like there wasn't anything there that was like, yeah, let's pick this place. It was just a highly a densely populated city. So if you think about that, then it's like, OK, then they wanted to make a statement by showing a lot of people what we could do. And they ended up killing a lot of innocent people. And when we do that, what do you do? You're you're turning people against the U.S. We saw this in the Middle East. When we're over in some place occupying another country and telling them what to do, they're not going to like America. What are they going to do? They're going to form things like the Taliban, like Al-Qaeda, and they're going to send people you know, over here to do bad things. So it's just this really crazy cycle, which wouldn't have ever had to had to start in the first place if we just didn't go over and bomb other people. It's a really, really sad state of affairs that's been going on for so long. It is. And it, it really makes me think of the golden rule. You know, like we, we, what, what would we feel like if another country did that to us? And this is a thought experiment that I think we don't do often enough. You remember, Brittany, and we've talked about it before, how uh, Ron Paul as a presidential candidate made this point in a debate in South Carolina yep. in, I think, 2011. And uh, they a were military talking, state too. Yeah, so that's yeah good to know. true. And you know they're talking about oh we got a war on terror we got to keep fighting Al Qaeda and we got to go over to Yemen and Libya and Afghanistan and all the things. And Dr. Paul, you know, during his uh, time of speaking, he made the point. He's like, how would we like it if uh, if China did this to us? If China invaded our land because of some supposed you know domestic terrorists, and if they start you know what we would call freedom fighters, they would call insurgents, and then mm -hmm. because they would uh, you know let's say they invaded Texas, well Texans would start shooting at the you know Chinese soldiers, and then the Chinese soldiers would use that to your point about blowback. They would cite that killing of their soldiers as reason to be even more oppressive and fight even more, which would trigger more Texans to fight back and people from all over the country to flock to Texas to help, you know, fight. And there would be a call to arms and freedom lovers everywhere would, you know, and then the Chinese military would double down. And, oh, we got to, 
you know, America isn't doing enough to police itself and all these, you know, uh, you know, domestic terrorists. So, so we'll leave as soon as order has been restored, you know, like, <laughs> how would, last if, words. <laughs> yeah, if things were reversed, like we would think it's preposterous. Does that mean that, you know, Osama bin Laden and Saddam Hussein and all these people are justified in what they're doing? Not necessarily, but I do find it instructive to, to listen to what they're saying after nine 11, Osama bin, letter, uh, bin Laden wrote a letter, an open letter to the American public and uh, or to the world even. And, and he posted online. Hardly any news outlet covered it. Like no one would talk about it. Yet here he was openly saying why we, he was involved in, uh, you know, the 9-11 kind of preparations and plans. And he was outlining his grievances, much like the founding fathers outlined their grievances in the Declaration of Independence. Again, I don't think that Osama is like, that same statesman status, but at least here's a person saying, I am involved in this fight because of these reasons. It stands to reason that if we listened, right, we might be able to say, oh, maybe we shouldn't provoke or we shouldn't invade and we shouldn't occupy these lands and have this base in Saudi Arabia. So Ron Paul's making this point. How would we like it if they did it to us? And everyone starts booing him. He's simply saying, and he even said, I think the golden rule, right? We got to think of the golden rule. Do unto other countries and governments what we would want them to do to us. And, you know, the Republicans and the conservatives and others, they're, they're booing Ron Paul. And it's like that to me is what's wrong with, you know, what happened in Hiroshima and what happens today is we don't take time to think through how would we like it if another country did this to us? We don't put ourselves in in the shoes, uh, you know, the other side. We just want to push forward with our agenda. We want to get our way and we don't think of what it would be like. And I, I think that's one of the really big tragedies of this bombing in, in Japan is, is kind of the hypocrisy, the double standard. Like we would, we would be really upset if anything close to that was done to us. And here we, quote unquote, we, uh, the U.S. government was doing this to, to Japan. Yeah, it's it's terrible. And I'd love to believe that we learned our lesson. But I think the thing that scares me the most about this particular thing is seeing people celebrate it every year. And that yeah. always gets me like, wait a second. What? <laughs> like, because, you know, military people, not all, I shouldn't say military people. Some people look at it as like, this was when America showed its might. You know, this is when we showed it was possible. But I think one thing, and this is something that really drives the point home that people don't realize that we were the first people to ever drop a nuclear bomb on someone. And we are always getting terrified. Or what if Russia nukes us? What if this? What if that? Well, there's only one country who actually went to those lengths. And that was us. So, And by us, you know, I say that in scare quotes, not <laughs> you and I, Connor, but the government. So I think that's a really interesting point to keep in mind that we started this. It is uh, interesting to learn history when you remove kind of the nationalist, like, yay, America, we can do no wrong. When you start to really reflect, like, was that the moral thing to do? Was it actually necessary? Were the people involved, you know, um, doing it for the right reasons? Did they really want to flex their muscles to dominate, you know, Japan, gain control of, you know, other countries in the area, be able to kind of have conquest and dominate? Like, you know, I, I I grew up and and stopped reading the social studies textbooks from third grade that just said everything the government did was right and true. Uh, History is a little bit more nuanced and um, colored than that, and I think we ought to try and really understand whether these actions were right. Because again, if we don't learn from past mistakes, then we'll repeat them. Uh, I think on reflection, you know, dropping these bombs was a mistake. They weren't actually necessary. We shouldn't at all celebrate the termination of so many lives and we should always try and find diplomatic and 
me uh, other means uh, to do it um, because again you know positive ends don't justify bad means and i think that's a lesson we could all learn from so we'll wrap it for there today uh kind of a sad topic to talk about but one i think we need to talk about in order to learn from it and make sure nothing like that happens again thanks Brittany, for the conversation and until next time we'll talk to you later talk to you later you've been listening to the way the world works make sure your family is subscribed and check out tuttletwins.com for more awesome content